Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing Audrey Wallace and Amy Houston. They have a company called Comey, and they're going to tell us all about it. They're a little unique for our show. We I don't think we've interviewed, well, maybe a couple, but we haven't interviewed very many millennials on our show. And so this is going to be a really interesting interview from a different perspective from two pretty amazing entrepreneurs. So welcome to you both. Thanks, Mary Beth. Thanks for having us. So tell me a little bit about what your company is and how you got to start it. Well, Mary Beth, it's interesting that you mentioned that we're millennials because the one thing that we know about our generation, people will say at least about us, is that um, we can be lazy and entitled and we've been called like special little snowflakes. And that's something that now I'm not going to argue whether that's right or wrong, but what I think it is, is that it makes us uniquely skilled to come up with creative ways to get the things that we want and making that really easy. And that's what we have done with our company. Um, Come is a way for parents to easily exchange free babysitting with friends they know and trust. So that sounds easy and it sounds like getting something that we want. So that is um, a need that we had in our life as moms that Amy and I just were talking to each other about the pain that we were feeling about having to find someone that we trusted to care for our kids while not breaking the bank and getting the things we want to do in life and need to do in life. So we came up with this solution and we just launched beta and are excited to see parents actually using it now. Well, that's awesome. It's kind of like the Uber or it's the, you know, it's the whole sharing mentality that people have, you know, it's, it's all of the different new new wave apps that are out there that allow people to share what's already there. We're sharing cars, we're sharing apartments, we're sharing all sorts of things. So how did you come up with the, the idea of doing the sharing? Was it based on all these other sharing ideas that are out there? Well, babysitting co-ops have been happening for a long time. In fact, my mom's told me she did that when I was a kid as well. So um, we just created our own babysitting co-op. And the way that it transformed into an app is, I think, a case of the right time and the right people. So yes, Uber and Airbnb, they all set the stage for um, people being comfortable borrowing. Like, so strangers have excess of something and and you want to rent it from them. So they set the stage for that. And then Comey takes it to the next level because rather than renting excess from a stranger, you're actually sharing free services with friends you know and trust in real life. So when we started doing a babysitting co-op ourselves, we're here in Akron, Ohio, um, and it just worked so well for us that we thought, how can we help more parents and not really have boundaries or borders to where they can do this? So the answer to that was an app. And so we started developing Comey in order to help more people with this solution we found for ourselves. That's fabulous. So how does this entrepreneurship make money? How do you guys make money? Is there the, the idea that you will build this and then sell it or talk a little bit about that? Yeah, right now it's in beta testing. So anybody that goes to our website and wants to sign up and use our system can use it absolutely 100% for free. While we learn more from our customers and really hone this in to be exactly what our customers want. And then we're expecting to go to market in early 2017, where it will be a subscription-based revenue model. And we're still fine-tuning exactly what that's going to be, but it's going to be very inexpensive. It's going to be less than the cost of one hour of babysitting for an entire month of babysitting sharing with your friends. And so it'll be extremely affordable for parents across the country. 
And we'll also have free versions, free trials, different ways that eliminate that barrier of inviting your friends to use something because we want everyone to try it out and get a taste of what free babysitting really is. So that's one way short term of how we will make money. And then there's just tons of opportunity down the road for advertising partnerships and different things like that in business. Yeah, I I just think it's a fabulous idea. And I wish that this was around when I had young kids for sure. And speaking of that, I actually have two millennials that are my children, um, (laughs) age 20 and 22. So they're at the upper side of being millennials, or I guess at one of the sides of being millennials. But at any rate, they are not lazy. Um, And, you know, I'm their parent. I could really judge whether they were or not. But why do you think that this is the, the stigma? I mean, obviously, you guys are running your own business. Your your parents, you're doing all of these amazing things. Um, why do you think it is that there is this perception? Or what's the difference between, say, a baby boomer or a Gen Xer and a millennial? What, what do you see from your perspective? Well, the joke goes that we've received one too many participation trophies in our youth. And that's what's <laughs> given us this sense of entitlement and that we don't have to do a lot to earn a lot. And I don't think I would use the word lazy for it. I would use just more like we, we have the gift of technology and we grew up with that. So we are efficient and we use the resources around us very wisely because we're trying to pack so much into our lives. We aren't going to settle to just stay at the same job or, you know, once kids are born, then we don't, we just don't go out anymore. So that's where the, I think all these new innovations are stemming from like the Airbnb story. Those guys were living in an apartment in San Francisco and they needed to make some extra money to pay the rent. So they rented an air mattress out on their floor. They, they didn't want to leave their apartment. They wanted to find a, a new solution. So we are constantly innovating to fix the problems that we had in our lives. And that's where I think the millennials are just taking advantage of. I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it, it's we're using it for a positive thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think that millennials bring so many amazing things to the table. And by the way, statistics are there's more millennials in the workforce today than any other generation. So yeah. if us older generations think we run the world, um, not for long. So, you know, not not for that long. Right. So we, we have to adapt to each other's different characteristics in the way we were raised. And one of the things that I heard about millennials, and I've done some research on just the difference between generations um, from a marketing perspective. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we found, and it's obvious once you hear it, is that, you know, people like me, so for instance, I'm a Gen Xer, and I raise my kids, I'm, I'm raising them totally different than I raised, than my parents raised me. Yes. Because of the age of safety. I mean, we used to go out all day long. My parents didn't know where we were. They would ring the bell and we'd come back for dinner. That is no longer an option in this day and age. I mean, we have to watch out for our kids in a totally different way than we had to do 30 years ago. And so I, I think that that's part of it as well is there's this, there's a more of a watchful eye over millennials and they're more protected, but Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. It's life. This is the Mm -hmm. way it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A lot of millennials will say that they didn't want to raise their kids the way their parents raised them. But then that's also what the Gen Xers would say about the generation before them. So everybody's kind of taking what their experience was and adapting it to the culture within which we live. Like, you think about all the children that are just abducted and the stories that you hear and the the easier it is to hear those stories now with all the connectedness and social media. So the fear is growing. 
And, you know, that's another reason that Comey is such a great solution for families because we do want to have trusted care. And it's such an important thing to us as parents that, um, and in a time when we're like, we're pressed from all sides to have our kids be safe and make life easy for them and make them really comfortable. But that puts a lot of pressure psychologically on moms. Uh, I read some statistics that now parents spend more time with their kids than they did in the 1960s, which was surprising to me with how busy everybody is these days. But it's because they're driving them to all these activities and they're really wanting to get engaged in their lives. And, and dads as well are way more involved than they were in the 1960s. And in the 60s, they were told, go and play and come back, like you said, when the dinner bell rings. But now parents are far more engaged in making sure they're in all the right activities and that they're safe at all times. So again, that's just increasing the pressure on parents to to be involved in their kids' lives. So how do we get a little bit of adult time and some me time mixed in there as well to keep that healthy uh, mental boundary. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So for your the, the solution that you have, Comey, how is it that you are vetting the people? So say I want to be a, you know, a babysitter and I want to share babysitting services. How how do I go about doing that? And how does that work for I mean because we mentioned the safety issues, there's a lot of safety issues when it comes to babysitting. Yeah. So the really unique thing about Comey is that instead of paying people dollars to babysit your children, lots of dollars, you're now paying them in Comey points, which is essentially our in-app currency. We're creating a currency of care, a currency of trust and reciprocity. So Comey is more of a communication tool, eliminating the social friction of asking someone for a favor to watch your kids. So the people that are in your village, the people that you'll be sharing babysitting with are other parents that you already know in real life. For example, Audrey and I starting, started a babysitting co-op two and a half years ago. And in that, we were just parents, a group of 10 parents that said, hey, I'll watch your kids on Friday. How about you watch mine on Tuesday? And so Kome is all about social sharing. And so you earn points by watching somebody else's kids and you spend points when you want some free time for yourself. So it's all closed economy like that. So you wouldn't actually find, we don't have to vet people because they're your friends in real life. Yeah. Okay. So I get it. That it makes a lot of sense. And then the point system also makes a lot of sense. So how did both of you, were you raised in families that had entrepreneurs in them? I mean, how did you decide to start this venture and you know, what, what's both of your backgrounds? Well, we are first time entrepreneurs as well as first generation entrepreneurs. So we are, you know, we went to college. We actually both went to Baldwin Wallace uh, university in mm -hmm. Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, we majored in psychology and, you know, had various careers before we had children. And then we're stay at home moms uh, when we came up with this idea. So we don't have a business degree, but we have a business because we really found a pain that was very real and that we could relate to deeply. We are not we don't only understand our target market, we are our target market as moms ourselves. Um, so we just turned that pain and that solution that we found into passion to drive us forward in creating this business, regardless of the fact that we don't have experience in the legal side of things or human resources or accounting. We find people that are smarter than us, we ask them to help, and they willingly do so because people are so passionate right now, especially in Northeast Ohio, in building up innovative new ideas and bringing great ideas to this region and building new companies here and supporting people maybe that are um, a few steps behind them in a, in a journey that they recently took and they want to help somebody that was like them they once were. 
So what's a piece of advice that you would give someone if they wanted to, if they were thinking of starting a business? Because I have a business, I've had it for 20 years. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of not so good. But what what's a piece of advice you could give someone that uh, might be thinking about starting up a business? The advice I love to give is to take one day at a time and just set aside, depending on your season of life, a certain amount of time every day that you can devote to thinking about your idea and how you can turn it into a business. So perhaps you have a day job or perhaps you're a stay-at-home mom that doesn't get quiet until the kids go to bed. Well, if pick 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour if you're lucky enough to spend every day thinking about it and working towards your goal. And also I say take one day at a time because if you had told Audrey and I 18 months ago where we would be today, both of us probably would have gotten very afraid and saw this big hill that we could not fathom climbing and we probably would have quit. But instead, we just took the steps that we knew and moved to the next dot. We say we connect the dots every day. And so we just connected the dots and here we are. It's amazing. It really is, you know, and you have to have the idea. So I think that's a big part of this. But then the real hard work starts. You know, we think, oh, if we if we have this great idea, which you guys do, I'm not sure why no one else has thought of this before, but it's the same thing. You look back at Uber and Lyft and you go, really? No one thought of that before? Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's amazing. But, you know, you, you think of the idea and then that's when the real hard work starts because then you realize, like you said, well, I've got to figure out accounting and I've got to figure out legal and I've got to figure out all these different things. What about funding? Have you guys gone for a round of funding yet? We have been pretty creative there. So we had our idea and we thought, well, let's just see if there's people out there interested in this. Let's run a Kickstarter campaign to to see if we can build up a tribe because the reward for the Kickstarter campaign was a membership to Kome. So we kind of tested the idea and then also got funding through that. And we successfully funded a Kickstarter just about a year ago. So that launched us into starting our funding, our beta development. And from there, we started learning about pitch competitions. And actually where we met you, Mary Beth, was the Female Entrepreneur Summit in Cleveland. And one year ago, they had a pitch competition, kind of Shark Tank style uh, in as part of that event. So we had never done any of this before. We went to the event and kind of had to actually binge watch, watch uh, Shark Tank in advance to really understand what we were getting ourselves into because we never pitched before. But there were some professors there that helped train us. Then we walked up on the stage and ended up winning $10,000. So that was our first taste in that world. And we thought there's got to be more of these out there. So um, long story short, we've now won six pitch competitions in order to keep uh, our bank account full as we continue to work on our idea. And we have learned more each time. One that was most notable was called Project Entrepreneur. Two of the judges from the Cleveland competition were the founders of Rent the Runway, Jen Hyman and Jenny Fleiss, and they loved our idea. So we connected with them. We applied to their program, which took place in New York City last spring, and over 800 companies were interested in the event, and there were uh, 150 that showed up that weekend for the intensive training. 12 were selected to pitch, and we were one of the three winners out of that whole entire group. And Congratulations. I, yeah, wow. thank you. It was thrilling. It was absolutely thrilling. Um, but actually, what we won was $10,000 and a five-week accelerator working in the office of Rent the Runway in Manhattan. Now, the whole premise of our company is that we're moms of young children. So you can imagine <laughs> that that was a huge stretch for us. And it was really challenging to move away and live in New York City for five weeks. But we made it work. We drove back and forth every weekend so we could spend time with our families. And that's just kind of the level of intensity and commitment that we have to seeing this, rea- this dream that we have become a reality and make sure that our company grows. 
Well, awesome. So inspirational. I, I loved you guys when I met you. And I think that um, this is going to be very successful. And I just wish that it was around a few years ago when I needed it. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to the both of you. Just absolutely fantastic and inspiring. And I think that um, our audience will be inspired as well. How can people reach you? What uh, You want to spell out your website and just give us the information where people could reach you. Yeah, if you go to www.mykomei.com, which is spelled M-Y-K-O-M-A-E, mykomei, if you go there, then you will be able to learn all about what we do, all about how it works, and very easily be able to create your account and get started using the app right away today. And also, you'll be able to connect to our social media networks there as well. And a fun little fact is that Kome means village in Greek. So we're really just trying to take that old mentality of it takes a village to raise a child and the community that comes with that and put it on technology. So use the technology we have today to actually go back to our roots of living in community together. And so we're just really excited to see that come to life. Well, again, congratulations and thank you for taking the time to inspire our audience here at the Female Insight Zone. Thank you, Audrey. And thank you, Amy. Thanks, Mary Beth. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.